0: The new Las Vegas Raiders, same as the old Las Vegas Raiders and uh, the Oakland Raiders before them. Cleaning house once again. Head coach Josh McDaniels, GM, all fired. What's going on with the Raiders and Falcons bench their quarterback? All that and more coming up on this November edition of Peacock and Williamson. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Love all the everydayers out there. Make sure you are subscribed on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Matt, first question on this mailbag episode that you can always uh, hit us at Twitter and, uh, and, and the, the YouTube comments. Um, the biggest story, obviously, in the NFL is the Las Vegas Raiders right now firing their head coach and their GM on 10 p.m. West Coast time, 1 a.m. for you, Matt. I don't know if you got the uh, the alerts while you were sleeping or if you were <laughs> up when this, when this all went down. So odd timing. After the trade deadline, the first question – uh, I got was, did Mark Davis just want to steal the thunder from everybody else in the NFL? So everybody was talking about the Raiders in the morning, except for the teams that were making deals at the trade deadline.
1: <laughs> um, I don't think that had something to do with it. I mean, yeah, remember they played Monday night, so they're a, a night, they're a, a day behind everybody else as well. So let's talk Raiders. Two big things I want to discuss that are kind of you know, big picture you know, a thousand feet view here is I have the utmost respect for Al Davis. I mean, I think he's a pioneer in this league. I mean, a brilliant um, football mind who also became an owner. I mean, most owners aren't football guys, you know I mean? I mean, this guy was a coach. I mean, this guy could X's and O it up with anybody and I uh, had, amazing ideas and I love the renegade style and trust me I mean that was like the team you hated most if you were a Steeler fan growing up you know I mean like all out of respect but frankly late in life I think Al lost it you know and he had too much power and there was a good 10-15 year stretch before Mr. Davis passed away where they rapidly became more or less, the worst organization in the league. I mean, the the all the early draft picks were miss and miss, miss, and it wasn't like Jamarcus Russell aside that the Kuypers and McShay thought they were good picks at the time. I mean, they were bizarre picks and bizarre team building, and you can't go get Lyle Alzado off the scrap heap heap anymore. <laughs> you know it what I mean? Like
0: a, a caricature of themselves is like, okay, yeah. who's got the, the best forty time? That's who the Raiders are going to draft. They're going to do something yeah. weird in the first round uh yeah and uh and but they're still a fun team too but yes the, it, there's there was some level of dysfunction that that predated Mark Davis taking over from his dad
1: yes but i wonder did father le- or did son learn bad habits from dad you know what i mean it's how, i don't know how old mark was in the 70s when al was as sharp as possible but my hunch is Mark learned to kind of be a not great owner from late in life, Dad. You know, I mean, that's just how all of us sons learn things. You know, He was yeah.
0: too young in the '70s to learn enough about it. Uh, might have parted his way through the '80s and then showed up in the '90s <laughs> and, hey, like, what's my job going to be in life?
1: Right, just throwing on the tracksuit doesn't make you ow. You know, in his prime <laughs> and having bad hair. You know, yeah. <laughs> so I think that's the root of the organizational problems and. Frankly, bad ownership, we saw this in Washington for years and years, you know, is almost impossible to overcome in this league. I hate to to ruin people's, you know, uh, thought process, but bad owners pretty much stay bad owners. They might peak here and there. Um, And then next big picture item I think is really important here is not this past offseason, but the offseason before that, when they traded for Devontae Adams. I'm sure they had a heart-to-heart with coach, GM, owner, everyone of major influence in the organization when the season ended two years ago. Are we going to try to push our chips in? I did that on purpose, Vegas, get it. Roll the crap dice, whatever. And keep up with Mahomes and Herbert and this AFC And are we going to spend resources on win now, guys? We did just kind of move to Vegas. We got to sell tickets. Is a rebuild going to fly here? COVID also hit this organization harder than any financially. You can't forget about those things. So it's easy to give the Davis family a hard time, but they're a family-owned company. They're not owned by Home Depot or whatever, you know, Walmart. And they moved and had to build a stadium and all that at a bad time in our NFL history. But they made the wrong choice that often. They pushed their chips in and bid on and put it all on black. Ah, see what I did there? Instead I of like that. Black. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're on it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a good day. Ha- Halloween hangover. and uh, And frankly, it came up red. You know, I mean, they put it all on black. And I thought that was easy to see. I mean is Carr and Adams going to be enough to unlock Mahomes and Allen and Burrow and, you know, all the competition? They should have rebuilt two years ago.
0: So what you're saying is uh, a lot of crap in Las Vegas and not the table game.
1: Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Uh- <laughs> and now they don't have a home field advantage. You know, like Steelers went right there with 70% Steeler fans. It mm-hmm. was just recently, you know, it's such an easy place to go. Every fan base in the world is going to fly in there and party it up. And I would say business-wise,
0: new stadiums help, and the, this this does show that they can afford to fire a coach and hire a new one again. So mm-hmm. that's that's good news. They at least have enough cash on hand to, to do those sort of things, right? <laughs> um, and so they just have to have the right decision makers. And I don't know if they gave these guys enough time, but the early returns were so bad, and I think part of it yeah. was not realizing, to your point, where they were they weren't like, Oh, let's, uh, let's, let's put some icing on this cake and it's going to be a delicious dessert. It was, Oh no, we got to start over fresh from scratch and, uh, and you know, and start mixing the flour and the eggs and the sugar in the bowl yeah. and, and and bake this bake a new cake here. And so I think that's where they're at right now. Jimmy G looked disastrous. Josh McDaniels looked disastrous as the, uh, a coordinator, not a coach maybe for him. And to be honest with you, um, the Belichick disciples we've had one Vrabel. It's been good. Yeah. Like the Belichick tree is the worst tree of any Hall of Fame coach I can ever remember. It's, it's pretty unbelievable how bad everybody is away from the New England Patriots, even Bill's not doing great things right now. So, um,
1: and I don't think Vrabel actually coached under Belichick. I don't think he was ever a coach on the true. staff. Well, you know I what think, I mean. Yeah, he
0: was. Like, I think he started. Wait, where did he start as like a linebackers coach? He was
1: he not in New England? He at was all? in Houston quite a bit. So I, he went straight I as,
0: from a player to coach, but not I'm, with him. I'm
1: wondering if he was linebacker coach at Ohio State or something, too. His oh. Mother. He might have done – that might have yes. been his first gig. But I don't think he was ever on Bill's staff. He obviously okay. played for him. But it's a side note. I'm glad the you brought the Patriot stuff, though. I mean, how many how many Patriot castoffs do you bring in and think that's the right answer after so many before you have taken the same approach? I mean, Jimmy versus Carr. I mean, what's the you difference? can't blame.
0: It's not like even a Brady thing because it's not just the offensive guys. I mean, you go all the way no. back to Charlie who's who had some success at least at Notre Dame, but then had was really yeah. bad after his first couple of years there. Really bad, right? Um, right. But the defense. But I think guys,
1: you're good.
0: And I'm just saying, it's, it's not just offense. It's not you can't just blame Brady because it's the defensive guys too.
1: Hundred percent. And I and think McDaniel's and the GMs, right? I mean, everybody. I mean, it's a bad lineage. But I do think Josh has shown that he is not a head coach. I mean, this is now his second try with a fair amount of patience, and his teams aren't good. And frankly, the Monday night game against Detroit was an embarrassment. And I don't think the defense quit, but they just got beat up and were had nothing in the tank. And I mean, it was a sad show.
0: Antonio Pierce, the interim head coach, uh, announced by the Raiders there, uh, how about this? It's it, the off. It's not. It's the defense. It's the secondary. It's the the quarterback play, uh and even the offensive line. the The Lions' defense on Monday night. This from Next Gen Stats. Seventy one point four percent of Jimmy Garoppolo's dropbacks. The highest pressure rate uh, by a defense in a game since two thousand eight. He was he was pressured on wow. seventy one point four percent of his dropbacks. Most in five years in the NFL, five different lines. Defenders generated three plus pressures. Garoppolo was sacked six times on the night and Garoppolo obviously leads the league in interceptions too. So aside from Devonte Adams, not much uh, really you can bank on and, and not even Josh Jacobs doing things this year after the year he had last year with the same coaching staff. Right. So, um, it's it's really all bad, and I don't know how you fix it. It's going to have to uh, be a long-term view, and I think they need to take the, a page out of what the Washington Commanders, I think, started doing at the trade deadline, but they didn't trade anybody yeah. yet. Uh, Devontae Adams, though, could be on the move, and maybe they did him dirty by firing everybody. that Because there was a report from Schefter that not a chance in hell was the quote when he asked about if uh, Devontae Adams could get traded at the deadline. Why not? They
1: just fired everybody nine hours later. Yeah, right. You could actually get something for him. And so two other thoughts. I don't know what your thoughts on this are, and I, I frankly don't have a strong one, but I just think interim head coaches rarely do anything. I mean, sometimes you get a one-game boost or whatever, but everyone knows the writing's on the wall if the season's shot. And maybe some people are like, well, why did GM have to go? Well, they brought in a lot of Patriot dudes. I mean, swapping car for Jimmy made no sense. He was part of the deal to push all your chips in. But here's the biggest deal is these are the Vegas or or the Raiders first round picks. I just pulled up DraftHistory.com. Tyree Wilson, the jury's still out, but he is very far from impressive at this point. But these are their first round picks in recent memory. None in 2022. Alex Leatherwood. Henry Ruggs. Damon Arnett Cleland Farrell Josh Jacobs. Okay, but he's a back. Jonathan Abram Colton Miller. Okay, he's a good left tackle, but yeah. I'm you know Garyan Conley Carl Joseph. That's going back to Amani Cooper Khalil Mack days. So
0: I mean, Josh is good, but a running back.
1: Yeah. And, and Colton Miller
0: Colt is the best pick of all those. And the third the best guy one. might be in prison right
1: now. Right, right. And I think some of those are out of the league.
0: Yes, multiple. I
1: don't think... <laughs> yeah, guys I mean, losing their jobs. They're not yeah. starters
0: with other teams. Cleveland Farrell, the 49ers have signed... they uh, traded for two defensive ends because they don't like what's going on uh, across from Nick Bosa on their defensive line. And Cleveland yeah. Farrell might be losing his job to uh, Chase Young, very likely. So, yeah, um not almost backup backup not even backup level guys that they're drafted in the first
1: round and Gruden has a lot to do with that too the Gruden Mayock awfulness too they get there they trade Amari Cooper they trade Khalil Mack they got all these first round put picks and I just named what they did with those first round picks which is just flushing Amari Cooper and Khalil Mack down the toilet
0: at least now there's no
1: other no no other path
0: read full Right, right for the Las Vegas Raiders
1: so I'm going to jump ahead because I know somebody. we will going to break here in a second, but I know yeah. someone asked me, "What's the most dis- asked us the most disappointing trade that didn't happen?" I think it's Adams.
0: One hundred percent. I want to I want to dive more yeah. into that. Actually. Yeah, definitely. and with the most disappointing trades, Um to mm-hmm. get into. Halloween is now over. We are it's November first, Matt. Uh, I know man, we're we're getting it's into chilly this. around here. Yeah, we're getting to that uh, past the halfway point of the NFL season now with the trade deadline over. Next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by eBay Motors, our friends at eBay Motors, teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long, whether you're prepping for daily fantasy or you are scouting the waiver wire. Every week, we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed fits on your roster, so let's see who Vinny has picked out for us in this week's eBay's guaranteed fit fantasy picks of the week. And the trade deadline didn't change anything for the Carolina Panthers, who had already chosen a new feature running back and that is chuba hubbard now the lead duties in week eight against the texans despite miles sanders being available although hubbard struggled to get going in that matchup he could find more running room uh, back at home against the colts and uh the the panthers power running should yield better results but hubbard could also have a bigger impact in the passing game if he's on the field a lot more as well to deliver some all-around fantasy impact vinnie Iyer. With, of Locked On Fantasy Football trying to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. And it's the same with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, uh, whatever your baby needs. eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. And at these prices, you're burning rubber not cash. And it couldn't be easier. I used eBay motors. There's a big green check mark next to the part that will fit your vehicle Uh, with that guaranteed fit. You know, it's the right part and you get it home and you slap it on. And uh, I was surprised how easy it was to fix up my own vehicle and slap a fender flare on my car. Everything I needed was right there and save myself a whole lot of money doing it with eBay motors. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit only available to us customers, eligible items only exclusions apply. Uh, so a couple more notes there on on Devontae Adams uh, as it pertains to the trade deadline. Did, did they do him dirty, not trading him? And we had a question from JDS, is, and this is before uh, learning about any of the, the firings happening. Has Devontae Adams struggled because it's Devontae Adams' fault, or is it all on the QB and the offense? Like, would you be trading for Devontae Adams right now if you were another team, or would you have yesterday?
1: Um. We should also mention just because it slipped my mind Aiden O'Connell has been named the starting quarterback, too. Starting about talking about rebuilding, I mean, that has to happen,
0: that that has to happen, right? By the way, the Tennessee Titans, there's like some oh, if if Tannehill's healthy, he's gonna start. Are you crazy? You you, know, if the Tennessee Titans don't start, I don't care what, and I'm surprised Tannehill didn't get traded, to be honest with you. Uh, and and probably another team didn't call about him, is, is why he didn't get traded. Um, but if you don't. If you don't start Will Levis every snap that he's healthy the rest of the year, we start firing those guys, too. Like, I don't even know what you would be thinking. I can't believe there's a question of that.
1: I think, well, let's get to Adams here. But I think Vrabel's in the camp of just keep winning. You know, we're going to grind it out. We're going to give it to Henry a million times. We're going to put Tannehill back in there. We might get the nine wins and maybe even win this division, which I don't think they have any chance to do. And I don't think they can even get the nine wins, but I just think that's the mentality there. I mean, trust me, my Steelers kind of have that mentality no matter what. And sometimes you got to know when to hold them, when to fold them. It's time to fold them in Tennessee. But um, Adams, I think he's still awesome. You know, like if you asked me the offseason, who are the five best wide receivers on the planet? He definitely would have been on the list. He might be seventh or eighth now, you know, passed by like A.J. Brown, you know, maybe, maybe there's somebody that stepped up and maybe he's slightly 2% less player than he was before. I still think he's awesome. And I saw, I haven't broke down every route, but boy, he's open a lot. And I just think that they don't get him the ball nearly enough. And if you're a contender, I don't know what team that would be. I would say the Chiefs, first and foremost, but they're in the division. I would give up quite a bit to add him to the roster because it changes the outlook of your team.
0: And I, I just feel bad for Devontae because of where yeah. this season is for him, but there's a very good chance he can get traded in the offseason and, and end up somewhere. Mm-hmm. But just the rest of the, this year, it's like, oh, my God, you just, you feel like he's hostage a little bit. He, he did want to go there, but he wanted to go there with a completely different system, quarterback, yeah. coach, everything, right?
1: Yeah, but I also don't feel bad for players – that don't get to, I mean, people feel bad for players. He's a really easy guy to root for, but very few people in this league get to dictate who they play for and why, you know, I mean, just cause he can't anymore. Uh, he joins he, the 98% of the rest of the league.
0: He did, that, he did that <laughs> yeah. and chose poorly too. So
1: yeah. 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 I mean, it wasn't the most stable organization when he got there, you know,
0: speaking of Will Levis and throwing four touchdowns against the Atlanta Falcons, the Falcons have officially made a change at quarterback Desmond Ritter, has been benched in favor of Taylor Heineke. Is that the guy that's going to lead the Atlanta Falcons to the playoffs, man?
1: Maybe um, it has to be better, right? I think this is a move you have to make. And what people don't think about is when you're the head coach, you got to go look Calais Campbell and Chris Lindstrom and Jake Matthews in the eye and say, I'm playing the best guy to help us win. You know what I mean? Like when they watch these games, they know Ritter's an anchor at this point. And when you talk to those veterans that have three kids at home and 25 million in the bank and they know how to win in this league, you can't lie to them. You know I mean? It's different of we're going to play the kid and we'll see how he goes. But when you're hovering around 500 in a very winnable division and they're looking around and the better quarterbacks on the bench, that's when you lose your locker room. And I'm not even saying Heineke's great. He may only play two or three games. That's usually what he does. He comes in, sparks a team, and yeah. then falls you know, back. He oh, yeah, you know, a Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick type of way. Yeah.
0: You know. Oh, Yeah, that's right. He's Taylor Heineke after a few weeks.
1: Exactly. He turns into a pumpkin, but he brings oh. a spark. Right,
0: and they know that, and they still know that that's what they want to do over Desmond Ritter. So that means the coaching staff thinks Desmond Ritter's actively losing them football games, and they need to go to a different quarterback in the journey and variety that Taylor Heineke is. Uh, and also, that does that close the book on Desmond Ritter? Like you're okay? Let's find out who our next quarterback is going to be. That didn't work out. We're gonna we're this offseason. That's our goal again to find a new quarterback. And Desmond Ritter, good luck backing up that guy or going somewhere else. Or we've seen quarterback.
1: Uh, I bet it doesn't close the door this year, though, since s- they didn't add anybody.
0: Because we saw, we've seen like Tua, uh, who was a first round pick, not a third round pick, get benched, come back from it, injuries, mm-hmm. come back from it, and all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, right? Like Tua was balling out like crazy, and so is there that opportunity for Desmond Ritter, or as a third round pick, does did he have his chance in in blue?
1: I think Heineke will start a few games, get a spark, turn into a pumpkin. They'll go back to Ritter. Maybe he'll learn a lesson in terms of mistakes. You know, like, I don't think he throws the ball particularly well. You know, I I don't think he throws with a lot of touch. I don't think he layers throws well. I don't think he's particularly accurate. But the killer here is he's taking way too many sacks that are on him. And he has an inordinate number of fumbles, especially in the red zone. So you said it. He's hurting the team. It's not even like they're winning because of him. They're losing because of him. So if he can sit it down for a month and don't fumble as you're going into the end zone, out of the end zone, or you know what I mean, tuck the ball away. Maybe he gets another opportunity, but I will bet right now on the day after Halloween, he's not an opening day starter next year.
0: A question from Randy on on YouTube, and he's there, there's a few fantasy questions we get, we get we get a lot of those. He's wondering if with Taylor Heineke is maybe some of those short to intermediate pass catchers in Atlanta where you should target uh, fantasy trades right now before your fantasy trade deadline. So someone like Kyle Pitts, does does Kyle Pitts resurrect his fantasy value with someone like Heineke at quarterback?
1: I think. I mean, I like Arthur Smith, their head coach, and I like a lot of the schemes and offensive mind stuff he does. But more so than anyone, he doesn't care about your fantasy team. I mean, we know that, you know, like he may John U. Smith it to death and L Patterson at the death one game or Tyler Algier it up. But I definitely think it helps Pitts, London, probably Bijan too, just because you're probably going to get more first downs and move the football more, you know.
0: On this note, we got a question about backup quarterbacks in the NFL uh, Halloween candy and which teams are dressed up like playoff teams, but we're only in costume. And now that Halloween's over, we're going to find out who they really are. So, good question still in the hopper. Next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by GameTime and the GameTime app. You shouldn't have to worry, and you shouldn't have a bad time buying tickets and getting ready to go to your next big, big event. It should be super fun. There should be no guesswork involved. So with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and the best price guarantee, Game Time takes that guesswork out of buying tickets. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. Uh, I I love being able to see the view from my seat. So you know what you're going to buy and you know exactly what you're going to get before you arrive at your event, especially a sporting event, right? You know what you want to know what it looks like from that section and all in prices show your total upfront. So, you know, you're getting a great deal without hidden fees. And that is the worst part about buying tickets to any big event is those hidden fees that show up at the very end. You're ready to pay and you're like, Oh, okay. These, uh, these seats are twice as much as I thought they were. No hidden fees at game time. And, Super quick, couple taps. You buy those tickets and they're all right there on the app. You don't have to go fishing through email to find your seats and your tickets once you are at that event. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKED ON NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKED ON NFL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, speaking of Taylor Heineke and backup quarterbacks. In the NFL. We've had this conversation a little bit in the offseason, Matt. Uh, The question here is from Michael on on Twitter. Uh, Will NFL teams ever get the memo to put more stock in the backup quarterback position given the number of starter injuries and bad starters the past season and a half?
1: I was blown away that more Trubisky, Winston, Wentz, Mariota. I'm not saying those guys are even good. I mean, Wentz is out of the league. Mariota looks horrendous. I thought...
0: Oh, I, 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 sorry to interrupt you, but no, is Carson Wentz not a better option than
1: Josh? Dobbs a lot of people are playing with the Minnesota Vikings right now. I don't know what's wrong with him. I mean, is he? I mean, such it, a it terrible person been, to be around. I don't. Yeah, the neck up thing.
0: There, he's been crapped on for two, uh, two different organizations now for or three for leadership. Like maybe he's more of a subtraction than an addition, despite his ability to throw the football.
1: Reading between the lines, considering the desperate nature of some of these teams, that's what I'm assuming. Or he has Josh some injury Dobbs. we don't know about.
0: Everyone loves Josh Dobbs, right?
1: So right, right, all right. Um, but anyway, I was blown away this offseason after sixty-nine quarterbacks started games in two thousand twenty-two, that there weren't more contracts, you know, higher contracts, more coveted, more competition for average backup quarterbacks. I mean, I always bring it back to Steelers, but like Mason Rudolph is the 50th best quarterback in the league, you know, like Steelers brought him back for nothing. You know, like he can at least get you out of a game, you know, like the, some of these dudes that are playing, you know, like DeVito can't play. I mean, like, I mean, like yeah. you can't even call a pass with that guy. You know what I mean? Like, and the Bears are a good example. Like I understand T-Bag's a great uh, you know guy to chat about, but when Fields is your starter and you've all that cap space and you know Fields gets you know goes in harm's way a lot and he's far from a finished product to begin with. How do you not have a better backup? I, I it blows me away that more resources weren't used on backups this offseason.
0: I will say though, I think some teams did get the memo and teams were seeing the 49ers success with Brock Purdy and some other backups, and they started to because there was actually more highly drafted backup type quarterbacks early in the draft than I expected. So, you know, some guys are like, oh, probably yeah. sixth-round prospect. Oh, he's going to go in the fourth round, the Aiden O'Connells. And, um, sure. the Stetson Bennett. Uh, Jake yeah. Hanger, yeah, Stetson yeah. Bennett in the fourth round. I thought he was a seventh-round undrafted type of a guy, uh, despite all his, his success in college. Um, and so I think some teams did try to do that with their rookie quarterbacks, and and uh, and we've seen some of those guys get a chance to play. We're going to see Aiden O'Connell now in uh, in Las Vegas. That's one thing I guess they did right in theory.
1: Yeah, that's actually a great point because when I said resources, I probably should have said dollars because I do yeah. think some of those lifetime backups, if they're lucky that we just mentioned, got overdrafted. So I do think the league was aware of that. That's a good pro. That's a great point.
0: This is a great question from Josiah on Twitter. He says, what costume did you wear for Halloween? And what teams do you think are dressed up like a playoff team but are only in costume?
1: Well, my Halloween was, I got off the air, trick-or-treating here was from 6 to 8, I got off the air in studio at 6, then I had to do a Steelers podcast until 6.30, rushed home, did Peacock and Williamson with you at 7, and then hung up that and did Blocked on Dynasty with Ryan, and then all the trick-or-treating was done and I got to clean it up, so that okay. was my, what I did.
0: So that the the next question then is going to be uh, for you then because that was the only portion of Halloween you got to uh, enjoy is the uh, the candy and the post Halloween maybe beverage but um and for me I didn't dress up at all and I really never dress up gonna, yeah, yeah. something yeah. that dawns on me in the last minute I'm like should I put on a costume to go with my son trick or treating who's five and in kindergarten and all about it and I'm like ah, nope I'm just gonna put on a hoodie like i do every day and walk <laughs> with him down the street uh he was <laughs> Optimus prime though transformer and his costume nice. actually kind of transformed which is pretty cool so he could go from truck and lay down and then stand up and he was optimus prime the robot and he had a great time so
1: that's that's all that's
0: awesome in our neighborhood and our, our neighborhood gets super into it too it was like bands playing and oh, every wow. house is over the top in this one little neighborhood so that's kind of fun wow, That's um, right, but as far as teams, who is only dressing up the first half of the season as a playoff team?
1: See, I'm struggling with this one. I saw this at advance. Like, I think. Well, I think the Raiders for a little while tried
0: to pretend that they are going oh, to wear yeah, yeah, a, a playoff costume. That came crashing down the last three weeks.
1: So the teams I came up with were the Jets, Steelers, Browns, because they all have winning records. But I don't know that their costumes are very convincing. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: To be honest with you, the other team we've talked about a lot today, the Falcons, I would put right up there.
1: If they um, weren't in the AFC NFC South, yes, because I true. still think them and the Saints and the Bucks aren't playoff teams. But one of them's going to go.
0: One of them's going to go, right? So yeah, someone or gets to keep their, gonna go. gonna keep their someone's going to keep their costume on for one game in January, basically.
1: Yeah, and I'm not so sure that two South teams don't make it, especially with the Cousins injury and Stafford getting hurt now. And I
0: mean, there's there's not a lot of though. good teams for that last couple of. Wild card spots, but you're mm-hmm. going to get two out of the West. You're going to get two out of the East, and yeah. Yeah,
1: that's true. and then another. Yeah, I mean, then maybe the Saints or Falcons get the nine wins and get I'm in because they have easy schedules. There's
0: going to be uh, a bad playoff with two in the, yeah. uh, in the NFC. That's for sure. You're
1: gonna be pretty yeah. happy if you're the two seed. I mean, you'd you'd love to buy, but you're going to have a pretty easy first game.
0: And the other better teams all made additions in the NFC in the uh at the trade deadline too.
1: Yeah. Like again, I don't know if the Steelers, Browns, and Jets are playoff teams, but yeah,
0: I think Steelers is a good one right now because it's yeah. like I mean they're better than they were the early portion of the season, but I don't know if they're a playoff contender, especially in that division, which is going to be tough. And it's going to be I think Cincinnati and Baltimore at the top in the end. And uh if the Browns don't figure out quarterback, I, I don't know yeah. if they're gonna hang on either. Yeah, that's a good one.
1: Yeah, and the Jets to me, like we on our Steelers show, we did you know, went through someone's power ranks, and they had the Jets at like 14. I'm like, they're not a good football team, they just beat the dismal Giants team. You Do know, mean, know like, the,
0: Jets are? the Jets are the phantom in the uh, in the Scooby Doo episodes because they're they <laughs> you pull the mask off, off team. you pull off a mask, it's Zach Wilson under there, but then you pull off the Zach Wilson mask, and it's Aaron Rodgers again, and maybe they are yeah. a playoff team, so that, yeah, that maybe. Would be- They can hang around. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, I don't know if it's hype. I don't know if he's on too much hallucinogens or what, but he's moving around pretty good for the Achilles injury. He thinks he's going to come back. If they're in it late in the season, it's looking like it's not an impossibility that maybe Aaron Rodgers is ready to play games in December, January. But can they hang on that long with Zach Wilson is the question. And after the bye, he looks bad again and is like, oh, gosh, okay, they're not
1: going to be there. Maybe. I mean, I think they have a a mask on right now,
0: though. Uh, Last one, real quick. We got to go, but you only get to choose one, Matt. Devo says, pick one Halloween candy and only one. Williamson, you can't say tequila.
1: So I'm a big, like, Twizzlers and that type of fan, but I'm going to keep it candy bar only because my best buds and I, we have this text thread with, like, 15 of us on it, and late last night, it came up, and we were all debating. And I think the most underrated in my number one bar out there is the 100 grand bar. It's a it's a winner, man. That's a good call. I didn't oh, really come
0: up with that one and I didn't see any in my son's trick or treating bag. And 100 grand when I was younger was my number one. I Ooh. loved 100 grand. Yeah. So that's a great call there
1: um that's how our text read someone threw it threw it out there like man 100 grand is the most underrated bar and i'm like that's my number one and like five other guys are like you're right that's dude, number one on my list and who
0: knew was there was like the take five and there's like some candies you just don't see anymore which is which is really strange um like, i threw out candy. i
1: can't believe three musketeers aren't extinct by now they're so terrible <laughs> i've always seen like, the, uh,
0: the mounds almond joy i don't do coconut so that anything like, with wow. coconut i said yeah, terrible no
1: do you uh, also think um, pepper and patty's terrible
0: yeah my biggest take with candy with halloween candy is it's utter trash all of it and i don't even want to, i don't
1: want <laughs> I, my mostly agree.
0: I don't yeah. even want the urge to maybe grab one out and eat one because it's never worth it it's all really bad so yeah. i don't have a strong take on it i think the chocolate doesn't even taste like chocolate it's terrible so but if there's one that i hope is in there it would be the 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 peanut butter chocolate combination of a of a Reese's peanut butter cup and they do have the wow. dark chocolate version. So if there's a dark chocolate Reese's peanut butter cup, that's the one I would reach for. If not, it'd probably have to be something like a, you know a Sour Patch Kid or you know, Sour. Oh, Shop, that kind of stuff I like. like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: But keep it at the candy bars. I went with my top three as hundred grand, butterfinger,
0: mm-hmm.
1: baby Ruth. Okay. Right. I can get behind that. a little off the beaten path.
0: Yeah. Was a big milk dud guy too when I was a kid. So I, they, they I threw were, them out there too. Yeah.
1: Underrated milk dud. Yep. There you
0: go. All right. If, you need, if you need
1: a filling that needs to popped out, the milk dud will help.
0: <laughs> I hope everyone had a great Halloween. We're into November. It's nitty gritty time. Second half of the NFL season is uh, arriving very soon. Thanks to all the uh, the listeners out there, all the everydayers out there, and everyone getting your questions in. Lots of good ones. We can never get to all of them. And you can get involved in next Wednesday's mailbag as well. You don't have to wait until Wednesday or Tuesday either. At BD Peacock, at Williamson NFL on Twitter. Drop a question in the YouTube comments. Matt and I back tomorrow. Peacock and Williamson.